What up, you guys? It's Seven Streeter, and I just finished my interview with Hollywood Unlocked, Uncensored. And um, we talked about so much shit. Y'all need to go check it out. We talked about relationships. We talked about music, my new single, Yearning. We talked about uh, just everything under the sun. So make sure you guys go check it out. Yeah, Yearning. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Jeroslyn, the managing editor at Hollywood Unlocked. And it's your boy, Giovanni Watson. Hold on. Okay, so people, <laughs> first, before we get started, make sure you're downloading and subscribing to the podcast everywhere it is living. So that's Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube. You should also be following our social channels, Hollywood Unlocked on Instagram and H. W unlocked on Facebook. <laughs> and of course, follow me too and just tell me how you love me. There you yeah. go. All right. So um Hollywood has been it has not been popping this year. I'm, I've been wanting to do pool parties. I've been wanting to do house parties. You did invite me yesterday to a Taco Tuesday at whose house? Uh Tass. Homegirl Tass. Who manages Janae? Yeah, a few people. She's a How was it? Oh man, I'm about to put the about last night. Was Janae there? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm about to put the about last night Instagram snaps up as soon as I leave here. Well, who else was there? Who was there? Uh, April was there. Okay. Um, uh, it's more intimate, you know. She, she's she's a she's a lesbian, so she likes all women. So <laughs> right. But she only, you know, if she doesn't know you, if you got a guy, you don't know me, you can't come to the course. I'm sure she probably knows yeah, you, yeah, so she, you'd have been good. But does it she was have a nice house? Gorgeous. She got money. It's gorgeous. She, she got. A, we had this discussion last night. She got like a million dollars with a car sitting in her parking lot. And they're her cars. That are her cars. Damn. Yeah, it was a vibe. The ratio was like five, like for every guy there, it was like six So what girls. guys were there that I would know? Oh, just John Silver, uh, okay. myself, um, Micah. I don't know. He, he's a, song, a songwriter. Nobody famous, but just a lot of girls. It was why, a shitload why of girls. Won't, why won't John Silver go on a date with me? What? <laughs> My best friend is not going with that fuckery. He's a, <laughs> he's a straight man. Okay. All right, so um, but come every Tuesday. I want you to come next. No, week. no, no. I'm not. Come I'm, I'm actually no, leaving. I'm, no. I'm actually leaving tomorrow for uh, DC. I'm going to have dinner with the president of Ghana. Right. Let's. They invite you nowhere else. I'm no trying okay. to. I'm, you know, they invited me to Ghana, so I'm going to take Adam with me, our videographers. Adam, get it. We Pass need to film it. all of the 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 Ghanesians. Um, oh no! Come is it on. The Ghanesians? They're Ghanian. Ghanians. Ghanesians. <laughs> What the fuck is that? I sound like something from a Despicable Me movie. Can I just tell you that this is all about a public school system that didn't work for me? Ghanesian? <laughs> Ghanians. Ghanians. I knew what it was. I'm just, I'm a comedian. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yo, so, fuck that air ride, that airplane ride, though. Oh, to, yeah. To, What's that like? How long is that? Like a 23 day. hours or something. Woo! Shit. You can break it up, but listen. I'm going to be laid up because, you know, they got to fly me first class. Are you, you going to take a, uh, a Xanax? Are you dead? Why are you Yeah, like, like why who sleeps like that? Because when I get in first class, at least on United, I lay all the way down flat like in a bed. And I and I pull the blanket up and I cross. Uh, tell us about like the things because, we don't know. No, it's I just, know you know, that. and you know, you know, I'm a little bougie now. So when they wake me up in first class for my meal, I'd be like, excuse me, can you please hold the champagne and meal <laughs> when I wake up for my first round of sleep? Because I typically, when I fly first class, I do stay up all night so I can't sleep. Can you imagine you get on a plane and you get to lay flat, uh, like, like in a bed, with a pillow, with the with the blackout uh, on your eyes and, and headphones? You can sleep the whole I plane. can't wait. I plug it in and put on music really low and I just put on the black thing and I, I take a glass of champagne and I lay out and I sleep like uh, five of the six hours home. The first time I fly first class, I'm going to text Jason like, you're right. 
Well, listen, you know, hopefully that will happen one day soon because it, you, but once you fly first class, you fly you, yeah, away. that's right. It makes it hard to take that middle seat in 14 uh, B. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> like, true. Nigga. And on top of that, I think the airlines should be sued for discrimination because when you see a big mm. nigga like me, don't put me in the middle seat. Yeah, no. I, some of these seats are really small now. Yeah, for for certain sizes, I, I I think that you should they should ask you a question, ask you a question of your weight, and they should know not to put you in the middle seat. This guy sat next to me one time. I was uh, he was in the middle seat. It was three big guys, one, two, three. Uh-huh. I'm in the window, so I'm just suffocating on the damn end of the plane. And they put this big guy. He his stomach was sitting on both of us. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. This is a New York to LA flight, oh, so no. this is five and a half hours of his stomach on my no. on my leg. <laughs> oh my god! And he's and he's going the whole time. He he has his headphones in. He's like going. He's sleeping. He's going. <sighs> Uh-uh. He's making noises and like his skin is flaking. Oh, oh my god! So I kind of want to say to him, "Sir, ah. roll your ass, in back, nigga." Yo, he was that big. The skin was chafing. His skin was chafing. Oh. That's just gross. And he was sleep, and he had a slight stench. Oh, <laughs> five and a half hours was rough. Son, I- and you can't really, you know, the yeah. thing I do, that thing I will say Ooh. about Hollywood Unlocked and all the visibility we get, it does make for very uh, good travels when they know you. Good. They yeah. rush you through TSA, but now I got to clear and I have TSA pre-check, but they rush you through TSA, but they make sure you're comfortable on the plane. And But but when you get the middle seats in the back, it's not good. Nope. Yeah, finally, we figured <laughs> out how to get the beautiful 7th Streeter in the yes. building. Yes. What yes. up, you guys? How y'all feeling? So do you still go by 7th Streeter or 7? It's whatever the fuck. I answered all of them. They write my check, 7, 7th Streeter, I'm going to answer. <laughs> that's how I answer. That, that's, yeah. that's what I said. You could call me anything you want as long as there's some zeros behind it. As long as some zeros. Behind okay. it, I'm straight. Yeah. Okay. So you just dropped a new song that everybody's talking about, and they're even sending me this song on Snapchat, yearning. Good. No, I mean it's coming it. to me every every direction. Yes. So what, let's let's start there and okay. then go backwards and then come back to the song. So how did that okay. record come about? Because it's it's something that everybody is playing at this point. Man, well, first of all, I just gotta say like thank you because you know I'm a singer songwriter. You. I create whatever the fuck comes to my mind, but you just never can kind of tell if you never know if people gonna like your shit yeah. or not. Yeah. And um, so anybody who sent it to you and y'all oh, played it, like I appreciate it. But yeah, man, it came about because I've been, you know, when I work and I like, you know, start to work on a project, I kind of go into my own little, my own little bubble. I'm real quiet and I just go to the studio every single day. I'm a studio rat. And um, I was working with my producer. His name is KP. He is amazing. KP, go get her on Instagram. And um, he just played this idea, played this beat one day, and I I took me a couple shots of Hennessy, a little, you know, couple puffs, some little herbal essences, and we went in there and we knocked the shit out. And, wow. So you, know, you like the studio. You love the I'm studio. I'm obsessed with she studio. She lives in there. Like, I literally, I live in it. It's my favorite place because it literally, I say all the time, you know, I don't care how great your outfits look. I don't care, you know, how good you look in pictures. When you're a musician and you're an artist, it all starts with the record. So for me, studio's been my favorite. I remember one of the first times I saw you sing live, and I, and I hope you remember this, me and Tank did a tribute to Whitney Houston years yeah. ago. Yeah. Was it um, Kelly Price was, was there? Was that that event? Well, too? that was the first year. No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That Never was mind. The first, that was the first year Kelly and I did not work together. Ah, okay, how, okay, Me and okay. Kelly had done the party with Whitney she had passed away the next day. We did a tribute the following year, and then Tank and I partnered up the third year. Yes. And you, Tayana Taylor, 
um, and a few other people had performed. But I remember that was the first time I see, saw you sing live. And having yeah. been there and heard other people sing, mm. you really can sing. Thank well, you. Raising the church singing. I, I definitely am raising the church. Uh, I mean, you know, praise Jesus, hallelujah, yes, God. <laughs> um, but no, thank you. Like, that, mean, that means a lot to me. Yeah, you know? and I remember you were sitting there and I, the courage you had just in there on top of it. You had this... A satin, red satin or silk dress that, on, oh, and, and you was all on tank, and I was I, like, "What is going on?" You guys, were I do remember. Together. Yeah, that's my dude. That's that my dude. One. I have it on video, by the way. Yes, <laughs> we got to do a throwback Thursday. Okay, and so when you first came into that, I came to know you. You were Chris Brown's artist. Yes. Okay, how did that relationship come about? How did Chris discover you or rediscover you? Because you had a, a career before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was in um, you know, a lot of girl groups before then. I was in two girl groups before <laughs> yeah. then, and I met Chris during um my second girl group. We had the same management, and um, I was just around him all the time and just kind of asked him if I could come and write. And he was generous enough to say, "Hey, we about to start writing. Like, come in here." And that kind of just turned into a one time thing, and then. Every single time he was in the studio, I would always ask. And um, when it came time to do Fame and Fortune, those two albums, he just kind of made me a part of his writing wow. team. So if he went to Miami or New York or was in L.A. or was in Orlando, wherever he was recording, I would go with him. And I was at his disposal. If you need some backgrounds, I'm going to sing your backgrounds. You had a lot of <laughs> backgrounds need... of some songs. Yeah, he, he was really awesome for that. I was on a lot of backgrounds. I sung, um, had some features and... Um, I got seven writing placements on Fame, seven writing placements on Fortune, couple on X. So, you know, it's been really, really great for my career. See, people, what happen when you just open up your mouth and ask? You just got to ask. But, my- also, but also be humble, too, because yeah. we had Faith Evans here not too long ago, and she talked about her work on Mary's My Life album. At the time, mm. you know, she wasn't Faith Evans as yeah. we know now, right. but she had her first album, Faith Out, that, that was pr- a pretty big record. Right. I love me some Faith, too. I love Faith I also. Love What's the inspiration when you're, like, writing? Um, Is Hennessy. it the same as, like, rap- rappers? Hennessy. <laughs> um, Hennessy and truth. Um, no, mm. it's Hennessy just truth. truth. No, real shit. Like, you know, the name of my new project that, that's going to come out is called Drunken Words, Sober Thoughts. And, you know, I wish I could have some really deep meaning of what that means. But basically, (laughs) it's just when I am creating and I'm in my element, I like to have a good time. And, you know, I enjoy drinking. I enjoy, you know, smoking a little bit. And so we just um, I just want to create the most comfortable atmosphere for myself and producers and writers that I bring in. And, um, you know, everybody know you take a couple shots, you're going to be real, 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 real honest mm-hmm. and, you know, speak your truth. And I do it without drinking. But, you know, in my sessions, you know, get lit, have fun. So going back to Chris Brown, when you were writing for him or writing with him, what mm-hmm. is that creative process like? Because when you're in the room with such a big artist. Yeah. Um, do you or is there any intimidation or do you stay true to how you feel about the song? Um, in the beginning, I definitely wasn't. I have a really funny story, actually, when. I first started writing with Chris on his Boy in Detention um, mixtape. Mixtape, yeah. And um, at the same time, he was also working on, I forgot which album came right after that. Either way, we were in Orlando working. And there was me, Chris Brown, Swiss Beats, and like I think two other writers in the room. And the writers were like, oh, try this. Or what about this? What about that? And Swiss turns around and looks at me because I was nervous as shit. Uh-huh. And he goes, what do you think? Cause I didn't open my mouth not one time, and, and I you're, also you're writing on the record. That and I was about. there to you know be a part of that writing process, but it was one of the greatest lessons I ever learned in my life. Because even if you throw out a bad idea, at least you throw something out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned my lesson because on that particular album was the album with I think uh, transform you on there. Okay, I didn't get not one placement on that album. Mm. So because, it was a because lesson. you held back. 
I feel like it was because I, I let fear get the best of me. You wow. know what I mean? Because, you know, two albums later, I decided not to let fear to get best of me. And I have 14 songs on both albums. And, and you know what's so crazy is Oprah Winfrey had said that if you find yourself in a room, you belong there. And, and, and yeah. to really understand what that means and have the courage to really step up. You know, because there's sometimes that I'll be in a room like, well, did they admit, let me in on accident? <laughs> you know? But if you find yourself in a room, yeah. you belong there. So how did mm -hmm. so for people who are out there aspiring to be, you know, a successful songwriter, how did what was it that helped you overcome that fear? Um, just trial not getting those placements, not getting them placements, <laughs> not getting them checks, not getting them checks, and um, just trial and error, like. You know, every idea you throw out there is not going to be great, and that's okay. That's how you find your way to what actually works. And, you know, um, for me, I maybe in the beginning I wasn't so great with lyrics, but, you know, melodies. melodically I was I was pretty good at melodies because mm -hmm. that was the easy, that, that came easiest to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I kind of just got in where I could. So maybe my melodies were great, and they put some words in my melodies, and I paid attention to how they were putting the words to it, and then, Years down the road, I started to kind of figure out what I wasn't good at and trying to get back. It's just trial and error. Like, you just have to, you got to just fucking try. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. So one thing I've noticed for sure is I've been seeing you around everywhere. We ended up at dinner in Miami with Winnie, Winnie Harlow yeah, for her birthday. shout out Winnie. Then, uh, cute little turn up at, at, the, at uh, Liv. Then, yes. Then, uh, that was more than a cute. First of all, <laughs> that was a crazy ass turn up at Liv. I wasn't going to tell the story. But Listen, had, you could tell the story. I was so lit. I had so were, much fun. There was a lot of Hennessy involved. Yes, Hennessy. <laughs> they need to give me a check. <laughs> yes. Shit. As much as I say Hennessy. Well, let me first start by saying we had, we had a beautiful dinner at Novikov, but then... Uh, uh, and seven, you know, she's she was uh, trying to be really responsible in her eating habits. <laughs> I was. And I kept shoving everything in her face. All the fucking food in my face. <laughs> you just evil. That's all. Just evil. But, but, but what I thought was funny that y'all left to meet us at Live and took hella long to get there because we thought there was going to be a costume change and y'all were all wearing the same Listen, shit. Listen, man, we girls. You know, it, it happened. Like, you understand me, sis. It be mm -hmm. like that sometimes. Yes, you yes. make little pit stops. You got to freshen up and then you head back out to nothing. You guys looked amazing. But <laughs> yes. the one thing I was going to say was having seen you there, Fashion Week, um, we partied with Cardi one day. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, you were at the Queen release or sound listening to, uh, session for Queen album with Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes you. Yeah. How is it that you are a likable person like that? To the extent that you can be, you could be in the Chris Brown camp when when it's storming. You could be around Nicki. You could be around Cardi. You could be at or, dinner with, around a regular. But everybody just likes you. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you manage all that? I don't fucking know. Like I, I don't. What's that? I don't. How you answer? I don't know. I just know that I just um. I'm just super chill. I'm a country ass nigga from Haines City, Florida. And if I were to act funny with anybody, my grandma would probably fly to L.A. and beat my ass. So, um, truth be told, like anybody who does know me, they know that that really is who I am. Like, you know, I mind my business. Mm -hmm. I, I write my records. Okay. I, you drink fuck, your Hennessy. I drink my Hennessy and I say the fuck out the way. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think, you know, I, I just have a, I try to have as much of a mutual respect for, for everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? We saw you. I recently posted the video of you. You posted it mm -hmm. with you and Jill Scott. Oh my God. And I love her. <laughs> that would be everything. Cause who doesn't love Jill Scott? I and love and her. you are just a, the new age of R and B. Will we ever that. see a collaboration? I would love to, I would like get on bended knee and kiss her feet to do a record <laughs> with Jill Scott. And a little quick story about that too. That same night, this is how, how real she is. And this is why I posted her 
because I love her, obviously. But the um the the security and the guest list was acting really funny outside. And it was me, her, a couple other artists and things outside. And she went in ahead of me. And while they're still figuring out the shit, she walks back outside and says, why do you have 7th Street standing at this door? Oh, like, wow. so, uh, like, people don't understand. Like, she's a real Jilly from Philly. person. Like, Jilly from Philly <laughs> is like, you know, my nilly. No, just yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I just yeah. I love her, you know what I mean. Yeah. But it goes back to that a lot about her. you know it says a lot about her and and I just I like people like that. I'm a people's person. I like real people, you yeah. know. Yeah. So Fashion Week, we had a great time at Jeremy yeah. Scott's party, mm-hmm. and then the melee happens at the Harbor Bazaar. Man, <laughs> listen. When you saw that, did you just say, "Wow"? Because for me, I was you know. I'm friends with Cardi and I don't know Nikki, but I do have a respect for her, although people think differently. But I looked at that and I was just like, wow, what did you think? Um, well, the funny thing is I actually was there for like 2.5 seconds because I went there straight from another event and um, realized, oh, shit, I don't really like what I have on from this event. I'm about to dip out because I'm, I'm that type wow. of girl. Like if I don't feel like <laughs> right. I'm like dressed for the part because it was like a last minute stop for me. And I was just like. Yeah, I'm about to dip out. And, um, you know, I, I saw the security acting a little weird and walking out. And then as soon as I walked out, I heard, you know, one of my friends called me like, was like, bitch. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, what? And then that's when I found So I found out two seconds after it happened. And, I mean, you know, shit happens. And that's they shit. It's over with now. Like, move past it and yeah. get money. So how like, like, how do you, how like, do you handle something like that? I don't know if you have any, like, have you had open beef or how would you how do you handle that how would seven I mean, everybody loves seven I mean, how, would no, you, like, well, how would you handle that I, I mean believe it or not I don't think that um anybody is is you know so nice or so sweet right. the where you can escape any type of confrontation or any of it mm-hmm. like I've had you know issues and things like that but my shit has just been under wraps I'm a I'm a really big believer um at least the way that I've handled it in the past um, I've picked up a phone and had a phone call with, you know, a person in the industry or two, but it was squashed because it was be- it was between me and them. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't in a public forum. It was just straight to the source. And we talked about it and we're actually really great friends to this day. Wow. So, you know, I like I said, a lot of that comes from I'm just Southern. I'm country. We we got, listen, let's go have a beer and talk about it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's go drink some Hennessy and talk about it. No, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, that's good. Yeah. So, who are some of the people that you've written for that people may not know besides Chris? Um, I've written for Jesse J. Oh my God, Cats! Jesse J's <laughs> Queen song. Have you heard that song? I have. That song is amazing. I love. I love me some Jesse J. I've written for Jesse J. Um, I mean, I've. I mean, I've, I think some people know, but I've written for Fantasia. I never knew that. Um, yeah, I did. I forgot the. And it was a couple of years ago, so I can't remember the song. But I love you, Fantasia. <laughs> Um, written for Fantasia. I've written for obviously Brandy. I've written for Tamar Braxton. I've written um, who else? I mean, I don't know. That's good. Well, different pieces. Can, no, that's, is that the love for the studio? That if you're in the studio, you're just constantly writing on songs. Yeah, right? I'm just writing, and um, even like when I'm preparing, like for my own shit. Like right now, I'm, I'm putting together. I have a whiteboard at home filled with all of my songs, and I take it to the studio every day. And um, I just I create according to what I feel like that day. I don't know what my project is gonna sound like. Wow. And um, once it's the funny thing about music, it's gonna complete itself. It's gonna end up telling you a story whether you ask it to or not. And so with my project right now, I'm like, oh, that song feels like it kind of 
it could be the sister or the brother of this song mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so I take my body of work. I choose what I like. Whatever is left on the whiteboard, we ship that out. Like, oh, because so, I was going to ask you, yeah. how did your songs get disseminated to certain yeah, artists? Yeah, like all the way home for Tamar Braxton. That was something that, that I ended up not keeping for, um, you know. Oh, keeping so, so you wrote that song for yourself. Well, I wrote or, it for, for a friend of mine, but we had the same philosophy. We're not going to keep it, you know, it gets sold. And the same thing with pieces. I wrote pieces for Tamar Braxton. It didn't go on my project, so, wow. you know, it got sold. You know, same thing, I think, with the Jesse J placement. Um, you know, that's how it works like that. Some, some, sometimes I go in and write specifically for artists, but a lot of times it ends up like that. And now that, that you so. tell me that you wrote All The Way Home, which is one of my favorite Tamar Braxton songs, like all Thank I hear you. and think in my mind is Tamar. Yeah. But now knowing that you wrote that, now I hear yeah. that you that's some seven shit. Well, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard the record, but is it is it like her, it's a and, big Vince, her and Vince fighting all the way home? This is when they was together. Oh. No, nah, it's kind of sweet. Like oh, you know, it's just cool. about like getting home to your nigga. Like no. it's just one of them. Yeah. Okay, so um, who are some of the people that you want to write with or write for that you have? Beyonce, Beyonce, yeah. Beyonce, Beyonce. <laughs> I just went to that concert the other night and got my whole fucking so what did, life. What did you think about? Because I went too, but. Oh, I love, I love Jay Z, but I'm like, I, I just want to see go. Beyonce by herself. Uh-uh, I want to see both of them. First of all, <laughs> thank you so when much. When are we Seven. ever like? Have, when are we and have we ever seen a Beyonce couple? Oh. A couple no. do? No, when they walked out, I said, I looked at my friend and I said, it's unfair how much money they have and how you much know- power they have. <laughs> but you know what? I was there and um before it started, I was there with Tank and Zena oh, and yeah. we were all together. And Tank says. Wait till you see this shit. Just wasn't, wait. It, wasn't, see it. It, wasn't it good to see Tank get out there? Too? I was happy to see oh, that. Were you there that I day? wasn't there. So I was, I was there when DJ Khaled started introducing everybody, and then here comes Tank, and I'm like, you know, I feel he's one of the most underrated yeah. voices First of in all, R&B. Tank yeah. is. I've said this for years. One of my top three favorite male voices is Tank. Yeah, me too. Tank, Luke James, and Eric Dawkins. Wow. I don't know. Those are those are those are, those are, those are my like I've and I've said it for years. My thing used to be, I just want Tank to sing me Happy Birthday. Yo, and it happened at at New Orleans at uh, the Essence Fest a couple years ago. They had a dinner for me. And he sang. Why, why do you think people like hearing white people sing R and B music more than they like hearing it from our own people? Um, because that's what a lot of times what record labels pay for and they push. It's really simple. Like. Um, like a Sam Smith or those people. Who, that's what record labels push a lot of times. Like. That shit goes real, real deep. It all comes down to money and how much money you put behind an artist. And, you know, if you have, you know, an exec or whoever who may not necessarily see the value in something, sometimes they, you know, they put money behind maybe sometimes what they can really connect to the most. Most of the times you just, you know, for different, whatever reason that may be, but there's no reason why a tank should not be. Um, on the same level as a Sam Smith, who I love, Sam Smith. I yeah. love, you know, all of those those artists. I love them, but Tank will sing any of them under the table any day of the week. That's right. How did you feel when you heard Sam Smith say he didn't really like Michael Jackson? I didn't know he said that, and I'm pretend like I never heard that. Next question. <laughs> good, good dodge. He said, it. "Yeah." Okay, so you know, it's this crazy. is another thing. We had Keisha Cole here yesterday, and I was saying to her. I always wanted you and Mary J. Blige to do a record together because when Mary, back in the 90s, when she was in a bad place, mm-hmm. when she was in the sunken place, that was that was bad. She put out the best music. Like, My yeah. Life album, is just that whole album, is it's it's an emotional <clears throat> roller coaster. And then they never did a record together. But I look at, why do some of the established R&B people, why do they not always, why, why don't they collaborate more with the newer generation of R&B music? I, I feel like that's what keeps R&B alive. Yep. Um, I mean, 
I can't even really answer that question. I I wish I had the answers. I don't know, but um, I don't I don't really judge them on that. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they have their own. You never know. People have their own careers and their own lives to look after. You can't. My motto is don't nobody owe me nothing. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? I, I don't take offense to, you know, the fact that maybe a, a veteran artist has not reached out to, you know, maybe our younger generation done record. I don't I don't really care. I'm going to love and support you anyway because I don't know what the hell y'all been through to get to where you got. You mm -hmm. don't owe anybody anything. You know, mm -hmm. you stay true to yourself, your artistry, and your fans. And if it just happens to come around where you do a record with, you know, somebody from the younger generation, then that's just the cherry on top. But um, I just don't feel like, you know, they don't they don't really owe us that just because right. they are up here and they've made it and they have. No. And then maybe they find other ways to reach back. Maybe it's, you know, we get to write records for them and maybe we, yeah. you know, it's Keep just it's just different ways to like collaborate. It's not always just about a feature. Well, the only way I want you to write for Mary J. Blige is when you're unhappy because <laughs> when she puts unhappy music out, it's the best music. I hate when Mary is happy. Oh, man. You know, no I've had a couple drama. fans say that to me a couple times. I get it. But does, I get do, you, it. do you find in the creative process, though, being in a... And a fucked up space creates great music. Absolutely, yeah. I always say what's <laughs> bad for my what's bad for my heart is good for my art, and it sucks. That, that's but really good. I write records. I wrote. I got a song called "Bitch Ass Niggas." It's called Bands, and my fans are obsessed with that record. I'm like, I want to hear that. I'm like, y'all don't care that I was fucked up with a bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do y'all not care? They're like, no, girl, that's my song. I'm yeah, because if you, came, if you came out with a song, "Fuck Boy," that song may become the hit because how many fuck right. boys out there? It might be. You know, God, you never so know. So what headspace are you in? right now like what, what, what um the headspace that i'm in right now i am so free like i'm free creatively i'm like the most creative that i have been in shit i feel like in forever like i don't did, I, but did that come with maturity or did that come with it came with um with just experience um it came with a lot of heartbreak um and it came with me realizing that if no one owes me anything and, you know, because, you know, a lot of times in this, when you're going through shit, you call some people that you think you can count on or you reach out to some people that you think you can count on. And then, you know, for me at first, when people who I, I was able to count on before when I was in a different space in my life, you know, maybe had a couple of number one records, mm -hmm. you think that you can count on those people again. And mm -hmm. nigga, that shit ain't it. Well, like, well, well, well. and so... To answer your question, um, once I realized that and I got into a space, okay, well, do it for yourself. Like nobody owes you anything. It's a it's a liberating experience, it's a li and it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to know that you use your own two hands that you can and do your it own your brain, brain. and right. you like that's how honestly with yearning. Like yearning is a result of niggas pissing me off and you know making <laughs> okay. me feel like you know I could count on them and they would be there and that's and and. Being, um, you know, fake supportive to your face mm. and then, you know, not really being there when it counts. So when I say, if you don't like me, say it to my face, I give fuck about what you say. I really mean that shit. Like, so, so I had recently played <laughs> right right now. That. Right now, I'm playing Tiana Taylor's album still. Like, cause I'm yeah. late. Oh, I love I'm, her. I'm album. late. I, oh, I yeah. get music late. Mm. I love. So her. I'm listening shit. to it three way. I text you the other day. You fucking. I love. Freak. Hold on. Yes. What, I love. I love that. I yeah. love no matter. Mm -hmm. uh, no manners. Mm -hmm. It's interesting though when I look at her career, she started out with Pharrell, mm -hmm. was with him for a long time. He was developing her. Then right. later on, went to Kanye. Took a while for that to come out. Mm -hmm. 
when you look back and you look at your relationship with Chris, do you have any feelings about the process you were in with him and how that never came to fruition? Or do you feel like that was just no, a part of your journey? No, I feel like the shit did come to fruition. Yeah. I got yeah. like, I, I gained a whole other fan base. I, I had a number one record for nine weeks. There are artists today that, you know, that have been doing this longer than me and still have not had a number one record, yet alone for nine weeks. So like I said, it goes back to, you know, you people have to get out of the headspace that people owe you something, owe you yes. anything. And, you know, even if they help you a tiny bit or do one thing for you, count that as a blessing. Like, you know, I've had great success with him. Um, he hit writing for him, launched my writing career. Had I not written for Chris Brown, I would never. I wouldn't have written the way for Ariana Grande. It would have never happened. Wait, you just, wait, 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 just dropping that. Like that it, the, one, the one with uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller. One with Mac Miller. Shh, I love that oh. fucking song. Yeah. So, rest in peace, Mac. Miller. So when Mac Miller dies and that song then now is played or downloaded and all that, does that mean you get paid more money? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean. It's not. It's not a, a thing that makes me happy, mm-hmm. but. That's the result, you know, and but that's why it's important. You give people their flowers while they're here. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Come on, your grandma okay. definitely was yeah, in your you life. Right. <laughs> you better give me my flowers while you're here, here, baby. But, it is, but <laughs> it, is true. it is true, and I know you've been open about stuff, um, dealing with depression. Absolutely. And, and I've know, and I've been on, open on this show about dealing with depression, and we've mm-hmm. had Jennifer Lewis here talking about depression. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. What is it that? Was it depression before the industry you had or or was it while you've been in it? You know what? Um, Definitely while I've been in it. Um, You know, and I don't look at, you know, I don't look at my job as being any different from anybody else's job. But um, a lot of times, like our jobs become a huge part of our identity. Right. You know what I mean? I remember when my mom had to retire from um, from being a dean at, at the high school. And that was, you know, she'd been in education for 20 some years. And I didn't understand why she was so depressed and so sad about it and she was like you know this has been a part of my identity all these years so you know with me being in the industry and going through series of ups and downs and you know just all types of shit um when i'm not fulfilled in within my job because it's such a huge part of my life it did begin to take a really huge toll on me and um you know not just because of the things that i felt like i could do better but there are clearly things that people around me or, you know, at labels or on my team and things like that, that I know for a fact that could have been done better or executed better. And it's the frustration of it all, knowing that, you know, every single day when you still do give it 125, 50 percent and, you know, it's not enough and it's not enough. So, you know, that, you know, definitely took a toll um, on me in terms of my depression um, there were ways that I wanted to express myself that, you know, were not always welcomed. And, you know, when you're not f- completely, completely free to be your fucking self, it'll drive you nuts. I will say that there is a I've noticed a change in you. I've noticed the praise God. No, I mean, I've noticed, I've <laughs> yeah. noticed the you know, you coming out more, you being very vocal now. Yeah. Um, and because I know like when you do get it, when you do first start in it, yeah. you want to do it right. What is right? Um, a- a- along the journey, you figure out what's right, what, what's right with you, you know, what feels good with you. So yeah. I understand. Trust me, I get it. Yeah. And me being from, you know, I'm from a small town in Florida, Haines City, Florida. So, you know, being one out of however many coming from Haines City, Florida and being able to have record deals, you know, be so fucking scared you don't want to go back you know what i mean like i'm not trying to i love my city i go visit all the time i love my family 
But, you know, in the beginning, especially when I was younger, I was so afraid to piss people off because I didn't want to lose a record deal or mm. I didn't want to lose an opportunity. And then once, you know, I've been out here and been in it long enough, I realized that these people don't control shit. They don't control anything. Like, long as you, for me, like, long as I, I keep God first, I work as hard as I can possibly work. I, I study, you know, my craft. I, you know, stay true to you. I stay true to me. Um, and especially more so now than ever, which I'm glad to. And I, I appreciate you saying that because it's something that took, um, and it's always going to be a process. I'm always going to be, you know, drilling away at myself to make myself better. But, I've actively been working towards getting to this space. So we had talked on the phone one day, and I think you had mentioned something about being in love or having a man or yeah. something. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that now? Or? I don't care. Okay, so who is this man? <laughs> I met him. He's a cool guy. Shut the fuck up. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did it. Wait. Because I don't even know who it is. And you no. know, I try to know everything. And, and the thing is, you know, I've been in public relationships before, but we are very happy and in love in our little cocoon and it's gonna stay that way is he a football player songwriter it's rapper, gonna stay singer? that i'll tell you that he's amazing <laughs> and that uh you know Wait, how, how recent is this we've been together since like january february oh yeah. i met him no you wait oh you did yes. meet him you better not say I'm shit not, i I'm beat not, your ass um but he's the coolest guy you did meet him and he's huge <laughs> So how did yeah. so how does one step to you like yo I want to get your number and get to know you? Well, I, I mean I will tell this because I think that it's hilarious. Um, he slid in my DMs. <laughs> he okay. really did, and I was like, Mm-mm. and you know, my mama said to me, she was like, you know what your problem is because she had watched me. You know, in LA it's so hard to date. Oh my, it's God. so hard. It's the worst place to date. I swear and, sometimes. And, and that will lead being single in LA will lead you to depression too. But you have to yes. understand. Yeah. It's like to, I won't love. Too, it shit. has nothing to do yeah. with you. It's no, LA. it's LA. It's just like it's it's just LA. Yeah. But no, my mom um said to me one day because I was like really frustrated with just like dating in LA and this whole thing. And she goes, "You know what your problem is?" And I said, "What, Mama?" She said, "You don't like who likes you back." Mm, oh. That's my problem. And I was too. like, "Well, what you mean? I don't like who likes <laughs> <laughs> me back, Mommy? Yourself. I want somebody." And she goes, "Well, here it is. You know, because in LA in dating." You get so used to the, you Smoke know, chasey, chasey, mm -hmm. the, is he going to call back? Is he not going to call back? You know, it's just very, it's just hard. And she was like, here you have this really nice, tall, big, gorgeous man who is showing you interest and wants to get to know you. She's like, if you don't like him, guess what? You never have to talk to him again. But why not at least try it out? And right. I did, and I remember I was drunk as hell with Angela Yee. Everything be starting with me being drunk as hell. I was, um, I was with Angela Yee in New Orleans for her birthday mm -hmm. earlier this year, and um, I, we, I, me and L'Oreal and Paris, we went and ate after the club, and I was like. I'm about to FaceTime this nigga. And I had never FaceTimed yeah, liquid him before. Courage. Liquid Courage. I got a song called Liquid Courage, too, by the way. Come on. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I and um, long story short, I FaceTime him. That was like top of the year. From one FaceTime, turned into two, turned into every day. And it's just, we've had the most amazing summer. Like, yeah. I've visited his family. He's visited mine. We've been to Aruba and St. Lucia. Oh, we just had oh, like the most amazing. Oh, you're serious, serious. And, and, and yeah, it's been amazing. And somehow I've still been able to keep it private. I just, you know, I love him so much. I just we're, uh, and I just want to protect what we have for as long as we can. And 
if people find out, then you know they'll find out my third trimester. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so are you are you open to having kids? This, uh, how old are you now? You're thirty. I'm thirty two. So are yes. you are you ready to have kids? Mm-mm. No. no. She still got more no. number one. She needs to get, put out. Yeah, I she say got all world the time. tours to do. I but, got a lot I want to accomplish. But don't say that because Cardi, Cardi B. No, I Cardi know. did well, show no, that I'm, women can have it. Okay? No, I'm not saying that women can't. I'm just saying that this woman can. Right, right. Because right. for me, you know, I. I, I put my heart, my soul, my everything into music. And, you know, the way that my mother my, and my father raised me, like, whenever I needed them, whenever I called them, whenever I had a scrape on my knee, whenever mm. I had an emotional breakdown, my parents were right there then and there. It didn't take, mm. okay, let yeah. me hop on a plane to get back to you. Like, it wasn't all that. So for me, you know, I, I you know, for me, me being a mother, whenever that does happen, all of this crazy shit and these headaches that this industry gives me. Yeah. Will, will Do you not start to get that. nervous though? That like the time, because no. now I'm 30 and I'm just like, oh, like I don't want to wait forever. I don't want to push it back. Mm-mm. And Halle Berry always said that she wished she would have had kids sooner. Well, you know what? My dad's <sighs> oldest sisters, um, they both had their kids at like 36. Jesus. And okay. they like, they, you know, flew around the world and had amazing jobs and careers and enjoyed their lives. And then they had got married and then they had their kids at 36. So that's kind of right. always been, even, you know, period. I've always known that I was going to be an older mother and that never bothered me. So when you were with B.O.B., did you guys ever talk about having Fuck kids? no. <laughs> Fuck no. Flat Earth. It would, take, it would take like, you know, serious, serious, real, 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 real love and relationships for that. Oh and what we had, it was cute. You know what I mean? But no. What about no. Mac? Wait, we, no, don't go Lord to Mac Jesus. yet. Wait, let's, let's hold on. Wait, <laughs> That's my so, boy, now. Wait, That's so, my boy, too. So B.O.B. started the whole eggplant <laughs> thing. Yeah. Oh, he did. I mean, if you want to give, yes. give him that credit, yeah, you can. He, he did. He yeah, had, it was him and Trey Song. With the little eggplants on the counter, yeah. Did you enjoy... <laughs> That relationship? You, you asked me if I enjoyed the eggplant with your ass. <laughs> well, I, can't you. I mean, from the um, photo, I ain't got to ask. <laughs> um, you know what? No, like what people don't realize is that me and um, we were me and Bob, we were like really good friends before we ever started dating. So, um, that's really how I I move in terms of Friendship who I decide yeah. to be mm-hmm. with anyway. So, yeah, it was good. We had a great time. We made some good music, and it was fun while it lasted. So we just had Quad from Married to Medicine here on the show that airs before this one. Mm-hmm. She's now in this public divorce with her husband who has a small penis. And does, oh, a, pe- does a penis size matter? Absolutely. When you're in- it does. Who going to act like it don't? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys, with the little ping pings. I'm sorry. Ping pings. But um, no, it does. Absolutely does matter. Like, listen, what movie was that where uh, I think it was Monique. She was like, I need the Titanic. I was like, yes, Monique, for the Titanic. Well, I was just saying. But- so <laughs> you no, but uh, that, that's the thing. I'm 140. Thank you very much. This, this is where and five I'm, seven. This is where I'm confused. So at Fashion Week, I was at up and down with uh, Sergi Baca, and he was dancing with this little skinny, skinny model white girl. <laughs> and I said to him, "Bro, you're gonna rearrange her organs." I'm done. At some, at some point, size has to become a a, a, a dangerous thing. There's a lot yeah. of huge dudes out there with small penises, bro. That's. I mean, I've heard. No, but uh, there's there's dudes out there with. Penises that are just too big. <laughs> Come on now. Just, Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I say you take on what you can take on. Come on now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay, so back to Mac Wiles. That's, that's the homie. I didn't even know y'all did. You were so proud. Um, I mean, was to, that public? That was a caveat, To say like a, that we like dated is like a real, I mean, that's a stretch. everybody always said that y'all are dating, y'all are dating. And me and him are just like, 
He's literally we've been in each other's lives for so many years. Like And he's such a good person. He's Both such a good, good person. Like that's we hung out a lot. Like, you know, we have this place we go play pool at every time. I just beat his ass in pool too. <laughs> and you know it when I was there in New York um the other week for Fashion Well, was that Fashion Week? Yeah, Fashion Week. Um but yeah, no, that's that's the homie. Like that's the homie. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. So so this guy you're dating now, you're not gonna say who he is, but it, it are is he a celebrity? I'm not saying. Okay, so are you open to having more public relationships with people who are public people? Um, well, God willing, this is my last relationship. So if this one becomes public, then your answer is yes. But if it doesn't, then no. That was a good answer. That was a great right. answer. Nigga, I'm a writer, nigga. <laughs> Throw it at me, nigga. <laughs> Shit. Okay, okay. So the first time B.O.B. pulled his penis out, were you scared? Oh, my God. <laughs> Next question. Be careful what you ask for. I, I, know, I, know. I, I would really like to know, because he started this whole epidemic with this flat earth. Did y'all discuss that? Was this never. really his thing? No, never. Actually, that... No, like, damn well, the earth ain't he, flat. For people like me that may not that know what came you're talking after about. We broke oh, up. he really believes that the earth is flat. And there's a group of people people that agree with him and, and they have a whole community. Maybe he, maybe he got some good Cali weed and just said, fuck it, it's flat. Well, I mean, maybe he can believe whatever you want to believe. Just try, if it's flat, just try to walk off of it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> just like, ain't got shit to do with that. How did you and Winnie become friends? Yeah. When did I, first, I met Winnie at Coachella last year. With Beyonce it. Coachella? No. Oh, before. Last year. Right before. Wait, was that Beyonce? No, yeah, no, Beyonce last year. Last year, okay. I met her last year at Coachella. Um, it was at an after party, and me and my girl Erica were together, and we ran into her. And um, I think she was with Shannon or one of our girlfriends. And we were all at the bar at the same time getting a drink. <laughs> See what I mean? Everything for me starts with a yeah, drink. Yeah, it does. Listen, man, I'm a Southern girl. We drink, we have a good time. <laughs> but, um, you know, we were at, at the bar at the same time, and... Just sparked up a conversation and literally like, you know, I go off of vibes and, and she has always been the sweetest person since yeah. the first time we ever met. And we just kept in touch and, you know, would shoot each other, you know, very positive text messages, no matter what, we're you know, you know, she accomplished something. Congratulations. You know, if I accomplished accomplish something, same thing. And um, we just kept in touch and we kept in contact and, you know, it just that's how friendships are made. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like. I, so it's really so now she's now she's public with her relationship with Wiz. What do you think about that? Is she public? Wiz Khalifa. I mean, is he, that public? I mean, did did she go on one of yeah. our pictures and say mine? Yeah. Oh did well, she? I think oh, she well, just thirst. No, comment. they and he hasn't. She has. They have a chain. They have like a little necklace chain. I and, never knew. Let me tell you what Seven is thinking right now. Y'all not gonna get me to confirm <laughs> <my first relationship. laughs> I'm like. Right, tennis match. You know your, 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 your hair is giving me Kelly Rowland vibe right now. Yes, that's big sis. I love Kelly Rowland. You first of all, does I just, she not have the perfect skin? She has the perfect fucking everything, body, everything. I was just um, I, we, Terrence J had a had a uh, an event at his house, and we were all there. And she walked in with this tiny little waist and like ass sitting like an apple. I was like sis. <laughs> Like really, sis, and like, like an apple. yo, like I just I love me some Kelly, and if people only knew the conversations that that we have one on one, like I've literally sat on Kelly's floor and cried to her before, and she gives me the best advice ever in life. I was gonna say when the Cardi B and Nicki fight happened, and they caught up with Kelly, and she said right, what she said, everybody's right. like, oh, she has a good publicist. That's really Kelly's heart. No, she really is about understand. being positive, and Kelly and, is the and, sweetest. Yeah, and I I remember the last time I saw her out. I wanted to go and speak to her, but I don't like bothering people 
that I don't have this relationship yeah, with right, in public right. because you never know what people are going through. And she got up and came over and spoke, and people were like, "Wow, she's mm-hmm. just a regular person." But she's that girl, really heart like heartfelt and thoughtful. Very, and it's what you see is what you get. She is a sweetheart. Who are some of your other celebrity friends you can rely on in a time of need? Ooh, Angela Yee is like like people don't know. Even sometimes when I just when I have to travel and I'm in New York. Sometimes I don't always want to stay at a hotel that's lonely after I'm yeah. done working. So I call Yee and I go, I go stay with Yee. Like, she has a room. That's my room, Yee. It's my room. <laughs> um, and I go and I stay with Yee. And, um, you know, that's my girl. She leave me a key. I lock up when I'm gone. I can, like, that's really that's, my friend. That's real. That's, you got to take really a lot of friend. trust to do that. That's really my friend. Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a couple of them in there. Like, Soraya is another one. I love her. Like, Soraya is a sweetheart. Me and Soraya go to Home Goods and go buy pillows together. <laughs> that's so random. <laughs> he is so yeah. random. But we go buy pillows together. Um, Asiana Alexis, who's on 13 Reasons Why. Oh, like, yes. And yeah. she's killing. Like, you know, she, that's, that's babe. We just had a game night at my house. And we was twerking and drinking wine and had a great time. Um, K. Michelle is one of my best. Friends and one of my oldest friends in this shit. Like K-, K Michelle gives good advice. I mean, like she'll call you and have good conversations what? for you. Oh, we will call each other and just be crying on the phone. <laughs> like, but you know, it's it's those types of friendships that you know they are very few far in between in this shit. You know what I mean? But I I value those. And if you know, if I've forgotten some people, y'all know y'all know me. It's, it's not right. Okay, you know. so going back to yearning. So the yes. creative process for yearning, you were. Let's talk about it. What yes. what inspired that song? Well, the lyrics say, the lyrics say, <laughs> <laughs> you don't like me. Say it to my face. I can give a fuck about what you say. Caught up in the rapture like I'm Baker. I'ma need a check to conversate. Hurt you feeling shit, I don't know what to say. Try to make it physical, I fuck around and catch a case, yeah. Now you want to start them complications. Pussy niggas always talking crazy. Thought I wasn't love. I mean, I can keep going on bars. on north. Bars. It's just bars. bars. Okay. Like, the whole shit is just like, I I say all the time. O- over a nice beat. She over said, caught beat. up in the rapture. Like, like I'm Baker. Like I'm Baker. Like I'm Baker. That's bars. I'm going to need a check to Whoa. compensate. You you ready to get in a rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> she ready to No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But, um... No, nah, man, I think um, that particular night was a special night at the studio. You remember it. Paint oh, that I remember, picture. I remember it like it was Paint yesterday. Paint that picture. Go ahead. Um, it was in a, in, a, in a time where, you know, I'm not with Atlantic Records anymore. God bless them. I love them. I had a really amazing couple of years with them. But, you know, I just was in a space where. Are you independent now? For right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I purposely, I created. Wait, how do you leave a label? Then go independent and put out such a killer record that the label should have put out. Because that's what the fuck I do. I like that. I respect that's one of the reasons why Chris was <laughs> so mad that. at his label. That's but people, but people that don't know in the industry don't nah. understand how powerful that is. But the thing is, that's why I encourage people to write. Mm-hmm. Learn how to write so that you don't have to depend on anybody else to give you hit records. Mm. I dealt with that for t- for years in girl groups. We had to wait for somebody to give us a record. And Pray that they girl. gave us a hit record. And I love Rich Girl too. Mm. But you're at the mercy of these creatives who they can let you even cut the record and then snatch it and give it to somebody else mm. who they feel like is going to cut them a bigger check or is a bigger name. So, you know, that's why I say, like, it, it came down to, and with Yearning, it was in a space where I realized that, you know, I was, for the first time in my life, free and without any attachments to a record label, any attachments to 
management, any attachments to um, my agency because I, you know, left <coughs> left ICM. Like left ICM wasn't with Atlantic. Fired my management and was in a space to where it's like, now use your hands and get to work. Mm. And that's and then where you, you rebuilt it all on for you. Everything you've seen thus far, and I, I literally I just hired new management. So shout out to Red Light. I'm excited about that. Oh, nice. I okay. have um, and you're at UTA now. You said I'm at UTA. I Come love on. UTA. Um, and then is there's a deal that I'm about to do that I'm extremely excited about and um it's gonna be you know this next phase the next level of my life it's 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 about partnership it's not about you know being at a label that owns all my shit you know what I mean or that pushes all the buttons and make all of the decisions like I'm not doing that no more. I just recently interviewed came a show where she talked a lot about uh, yeah. owning your own stuff yeah. yeah like this record with yearning everything you see with yearning right now that I've that's been all me Come like on now on me, and I don't say that even in no braggadocious way. I'm actually at first when I started to like create this new body of music, it was like I'm approved to them. But then it's turned into no, you gonna prove this to your goddamn self. And you know, I'm in a better space for it. Like I'm, I'm happy as fuck, bro. Like, I can tell it's resonating I'm off so your skin. Happy. So do we have a visual coming for yearning, or are you working on that? We do, we do. Um, we well, actually, I shot one already. But, um, you know, when Nikki posted the video on her on her page, you know, I really want to do um, she's going to get on the feature. She posted it on her page the other day and said that she loves the record and she's been really busy. She's been killing all of her queen promo. And, oh, if that wig changed one more time to a different color, I'm going to be just so excited because I've been getting my whole life through her hair. I can't. I just got to say that. I can't even follow Nikki. Nikki Minaj's hair has its own life. I love it. Like her hair hair be so big. I need her the hair to have its own Instagram. It does. Like, it'd be so beat. Um, but no, I'm excited about that. But she's been out here killing her queen promo. So how, and does, so how does that work? Does she call you and say, I want to be on it because she loves the record? Or did you ask her? No, nah, I told you. I take everything to my own hands. And, you know, I DM'd her on my birthday, actually, this year. Um, I was in St. Lucia on vacation. With the and- bay. With the Hennessy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And um, <clears throat> I woke up early that morning. I went and sat by... The pool and I just like I really want her on this record. Like I just I really want her on the record. And I DM'd her and she DM'd me back. And it you know it's just been an ongoing conversation and um, she's just the sweetest. And and I feel like you know her being an amazing like artist songwriter. She gets me on a on a level that a lot of people don't get me. Do you at. think Nikki's getting a bad rap right now? Um, I mean I think that I don't really think she gives a fuck about what kind of rap people give her because. I don't give a fuck about what kind of rap people give me. It's Come not on. about that. Like, it's about being the best version of yourself and and putting out the best and music. putting out the best music that you can put out. Put out like this is the thing with raps. Like, I'm pretty sure some people can say some fucked up oh, shit about you. They're doing you, it right you, now. You, I just me. can't watch my and Instagram. Guess do you give a fuck? Yeah, no. Do you care? Do you care? We don't care. Like, long as like I said. My checks come in on time. I can be the most creative version of myself, and my <coughs> fans are happy and in, and in love with what we're doing. I'm pretty sure she's on that page. How do you keep your fans loyal? Because fans aren't loyal in music anymore. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day when I was growing up, we had Madonna, Michael Jackson, yeah. Prince. Yeah. I mean, like I couldn't wait sure. to go stand in line at Tower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that. Um, I think that with, you know, I think with with fans and with music. I mean, there's just so much access to so many different yeah. kinds and, and genres so much of music, music put out now, every right? day it's yeah. so much music um to answer your question how do i i mean 
I try to do as best as I can. My fans do cuss me out, though, because I will take a lot of time in between putting out projects. Because the Navy is trying to kidnap they, Rihanna. They, they told her, they said, get your fat ass in the studio. Oh. And Rihanna's not fat, by the way. She's I know. She was like, thick. okay, I'm just thick and fine. Well, I just saw yesterday that Jim, uh, Jill Scott, uh, not Jill Scott. Jim uh, Jones. No, not him either. Ja- uh, Jasmine. <laughs> No, so Jasmine ready. Sullivan. I just realized yes. she follows us. Yeah. So I need to, we need to DM her today and say, girl, where's she's in love too. She's in love too. Break up and put out a record. No, like, oh, no. She makes amazing music single or in a relationship. Why people can't be happy and still put out good music? It, it never, it never it, really happens. You do make better music when you're pissed off. Mm. Janet Jackson, her new single is fire. And Janet she's Jackson and Bobby Brown. Don't even bring her up right now. No, Janet Jackson's new did single you, made you for go, now. Did you, see the Bobby, <laughs> did you see the Bobby Brown story? I saw a lot of it. I gotta see the rest of it. Shout out to Woody. She, like, that's no, my boy. Woody Shout out to Woody. used to Kelly. dance for her. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, Aren't you proud of him? I mean, Chris. Look how it came around full circle. Proud is like not even yeah. the word. He used when to it, dance for her. I remember when wow. Woody used to make Vine videos when we were on the road in his hotel room and I walk in the room like, what the fuck is you doing? And he'd be like fake falling off of a chair. Oh, that's and like his first creating. one and it went viral. Yeah, yeah, on the chair. Mm-hmm. I was there when he did it. I'm like, what are you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, Sev, I'm just creating this Vine video. I'm like, well, you go here, boy, that's funny as hell. And you know, to watch him, you just... But when he threw Janet Jackson out in the hallway, didn't you just want to? Didn't you want to just put that your? Part out. Didn't, you, didn't you want to drink some Hennessy and have a blackout and act you like you weren't there? No, um, listen, man, there's so much old school tea. I really, I love. I feel that. like we'll never know all the old school tea because they didn't have social media and all that shit back then, so they probably got away with no, so but, much. Yeah. Shit. But you married to Whitney and her friend. And then you got Janet being thrown in a hallway. Oh. I mean, the parents getting kicked out the house. They had some tea going on back in the day. And where was where was Hollywood Unlocked Bossip and everybody? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's so much tea we could yeah. probably dig up from old school and just bring it up and talk probably. about it. Probably. That yeah. should be a new segment, Jason. You should do that. Old yeah. School yeah. I can't. I'm, old school I'm, tea is actually really good. Old school That's tea. That's a good idea. <laughs> They'll, I would no, tune in. No, because <laughs> just yesterday, I t- well, we, we, said, we said this for the last couple of shows, so I'm going to ask you what you think because you was just a fashion week. Uh-huh. Why was Stevie Wonder sit in front row at Fashion Week? Um, well, Stevie can sit front row at Fashion Week because Stevie can sit front row where the fuck Stevie want to sit No, at. he can sit anywhere, but I mean... <clears throat> Listen, think about it. Stevie still has to, has to wear clothes. Stevie has to still be fly. And, you know, but Stevie wasn't... He does. He does. Stevie still got to be fly. Like, and he probably has somebody there to describe certain things to him. I think like, that's the best answer we heard. I think that it it benefits the designers to have Stevie Wonder sit in front row with their fashion I get that, show. But Clearly, I, we're going to talk about it, but yeah. I just want to know, like... Our, our last guest, uh, Quad, said he's there in front row to hear the fashion. I'm not doing this with y'all today. I'm not. I'm not fucking with you, you, or you today. Not fucking with y'all. Jason well, sets these questions up. No, I just, I, yeah. All I'm saying is, <laughs> it, listen, I would love Stevie Wonder to sit front row at anything I do. Yes. But if I'm there to display fashion, I'm not going to disrespect <laughs> him like that. That's all. Oh, listen, gosh. man. So um, are you are you really into fashion? Um, Yeah. Because you're fashionable, but are you yeah. into fashion? I, I am. I could be more. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm never going to say, um, you know... I'm I'm into music more than anything ever in my life, and to really say that I'm into something, I really have to be very, very, very well versed on it. To say I can see you as an actress. Yeah, I actually have an audition as soon as I leave here. Actually, oh. what time is it? Shit. Um, <laughs> what time? Is oh it? yeah, it's one forty-eight. I have an audition at three twenty today. So really, is yeah. this your first audition? Mm-mm. I, 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 I audition. Yeah, I audition quite a bit. Um, I did take a little back. You know, make, you know, put it on the back burner a little bit while I was creating my 
new project, but you know, Why I'm starting you to get on that. Empire. Um, actually, Empire. I did. I auditioned for Empire, and they haven't filled the role yet. So let's say they need to fill that, that role season. with a real singer. Um, Listen, we need you <laughs> to come and be on Empire Records. You better cut it out. Shut up. And you better sign I'm, with us. I'm done. Okay, well, uh, Leah, Leah Daniels. Leah, I love Leah. Leah, you need to have a, a oh, singer on there. I love Leah. I love like they have we a lot of singers on there. I mean. Leah. Yeah, but I, I guess because I know Jesse, I didn't. Well, yeah, he's his name. We, you get the role. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank great. you. Okay, so what are what what's next? Are you gonna have a full out EP? Are you working yeah. on? Um, well, you know, the name of my next project is is Drunken Words, Sober Thoughts, and I'm trying to figure out when I want to put it out. I think I want to put it out probably top of the year. Um, you know, I'm gonna let Yearning do what Yearning does. It's still work. It's still it, working. It, I mean, it's, it literally. And then when Nikki yeah. does the remix, that's gonna be yeah. crazy. Yeah, it just yeah. came out. Um. This past Friday, 20th. Um, and my fans are really excited about that. And I'll probably put out, I'll put out maybe another single or two before I put out my next project. I'm just like really in a space where I listen to them. You know what I mean? Like if they get to a point where like, okay, bitch, that's enough singles, give us a project, <laughs> then y'all know I'll give y'all, I'll give y'all a project because my album, I don't want to call it album, my project is it's like 75 percent done right now, and um, wow. I did it like that for a reason. Like I purposely wanted to just create i just create i have videos i've already shot um you know photo shoots already done so i just wanted to create everything and then you know fill it out in terms of how i want to release it you know i mean you just did the listening party that we came to for uh, with uh, insecure with, yeah yeah that was spot oh i love that show i was that gonna was come to that but i just didn't feel like coming over it here. was so wow. dope but I didn't know it was your night. My boy just said they doing something over at the mm, Palazzo's. But I didn't know it was your shit. It's okay. Next thing. So you the song be the at. song was I in will. Insecure? Yeah, the song Yarning, um, it was on the scene where Kelly uh, brought the cupcakes to the baby shower. <laughs> and uh I love that show. First of all, the Coachella episode. Okay, we won't get into yes. it. But I that Coachella episode yes. bitch had me dying yes. because it's so accurate. Yes. <laughs> well, I won't lie. I, yeah. I the first time I ever saw Insecure is when I got invited by uh HBO to that event. Oh That's really? The first thing and I was looking at that show like, Oh my god, right. the sex is good. Yeah. Right. The, it's, it, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. But I, and shout out to Insecure and Issa. Um, I actually got to meet her recently and that was amazing. I mm -hmm. went to her Emmy's after party and I was I walked up to her because I was like, Hi, Issa, I'm seven, nice to meet you. She was like, Girl, we love you. We listen to your music all the time. And her friends was next like next to her and saying the same thing. So it was just really nice. But don't you get surprised when people yeah. recognize you or know your work yeah. and, and you don't know that they know? That feels yeah. good, don't it, it? It does feel good. Um, because like I said, people don't owe you nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so if you want to listen to my shit i appreciate it you know now i'm gonna tell you what you need to do what i need to there. do okay you need to call you need to tell jay ryan that plt needs to sponsor a visual album hmm. i was just because gonna they're trying to they've been, they've been the on their shit they're really too. Good, shout out yeah. to joey because i i loved having um our my insecure event for yearning at the pretty little thing show yeah, that really was good. amazing like thank you joey thank you pretty little things well, I'm telling you, get that visual album popping. Yeah, that might be next. Okay, well, listen, um, we love you here. So I love being anytime here. Anytime you want to come back, you want to bring your man, you want to bring your <laughs> Hennessy, you know, we'll do, we'll do you, the I five asked shots of truth. Yeah. When I when I put, when I I walked in here, I was like, they got some liquor in here? Because normally, like, normally do. I normally, yeah. like, especially when it's, like, settings like this where, you know, I y'all, y'all, I know how y'all, y'all just shoot from the hip. And you know what I normally do with niggas that be shooting from the hip, I make shoot all y'all take shots with me. 
Not everybody got to be on. Oh. Not everybody got to be on. The next but. interview, we can pregame and yes. do it. And we that, go, yes. But, but what I will say and what I love about you as, an, as a guest and what people realize and when they watch the show is when guests come in here are just themselves and they answer the questions the and, they're, and they have a good time, it makes the best interviews. It does. Um, we've only had a couple of people come in here and be really nervous and I'm just like, why are we talking to you? Because it makes they it horrible. Hard. Yeah, it's so and, funny. And you dropped some gems today too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, Hold on, let me pick those up. Shut up. No, I, I, I enjoy this type of forum. I think it's, it makes, you know, it makes doing radio and all, it makes it so much fun because mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's just you go in, you do an interview, they ask you the same questions, and you do drops, and then you out. And it's like, okay, what is this? We work at a cube. This is not a I did. Gla- I did glam for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, real shit. Yeah. So it's like, I enjoy it. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a people person. I like to laugh and have a good time, and y'all know how to have a good time, so I love that. Well, Thank I'm you. glad that you're in a great space. I'm glad yes. that you have a great song, and I'm yes. glad that you have a great man that we'll figure out. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I wish you the best. And anything Thank we can you. do to support you, let us know. No, I definitely will. And thank y'all so much. And make sure you guys go get Yearning if you don't have it. It's on um, all the DSPs. So go check it out. DSP, for the people that don't, what is DSP? Um, Girl, you can go download it off of a digital <laughs> something, iTunes, you know, Spotify. Oh. It's Anything everywhere. that's on your phone, bitch, you can go get it. Go get Yearning. Okay, thank yearning you very much. Right, well, yes. Well, thank you for coming on the show. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Bye.